Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. In English, peace be with you. How's everyone doing today? Welcome to another EP of the talks. It's the boy, the myth, the legend, the dawn in your presence in the flesh. I'm here with two special guests. And I'm telling you, this is going to be a deep EP here. You know, like there's a reason why I, inter- I introduced, uh, or I, my apologies, I introduced you guys with the peace be with you. Uh, we're about to find out. I got the first guest here. He's right across from me. He goes by the name as, as Mohammed Gendor. How are you doing today, bro? Alhamdulillah, bro. I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, good. Welcome to the talks. Thank you, brother. And thank then on, for the invitation. Thank you, thank you. And then on my left, we have uh, we have an OG. He didn't want to. He didn't want me to call him by his nickname, so I'm just gonna call him by his uh, surname. You know, his legal name. And then after I say his name, we'll also give you guys the sin number and everything if you guys want to know. <laughs> I'm here with Bilal Hassan. What's up, bro? Nothing much. My how's everything? Alhamdulillah. 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 So. Uh, I'll just tell you guys right now, you know, uh, usually when we do this EP, we're smoking shisha. That's why it's called Shisha Talks. But uh, this is probably the second or third episode I've done where we're not smoking shisha. And the reason why we're not smoking shisha is because, well, for today, I mean, we're inside a mosque, you know? And that's, I think, the main thing. I think the second thing is you guys are... Uh, you guys are on your dean. You guys don't, you don't do this smoke stuff. Like, you know, which kind of, you know, I feel like for me, you know, um, maybe, maybe after this episode, who knows? Maybe I'll stop smoking shisha. Who knows? You never know. But uh, let's get this thing rolling, man. Uh, you know, this episode's called Dean Over Dunya. And, you know, we're basically just going to freestyle it. And, uh, you know, if you guys have any questions, obviously... After the EP, don't hesitate to ask. But uh, yeah, Bilal, uh, I gotta ask you, what is it like, you know, not talking to girls? I guess we could say. Let's, let's, you know. So you got no shorties in your life. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, man, um, Allah, like, we we're here on this earth to worship Allah. Allah says in the Quran, "وَمَا خَلَقَتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ Everything you say, you need to translate in English, just so you For know. sure. So Allah basically, kind of like in paraphrase, Allah created humans and jinn just to worship Him. Yeah. So we have to follow what the Prophet said. And what is, what is jinn? Jinn. The devil. It's the devil, yeah. Like kind of like the shayateen, yeah. like on the other side, kind of like trying to like influence the humans. Okay. Right? So they're trying to like call the humans to the bad. Okay. There's also Shayateen al-Ins, which is basically the Shayateen of the humans. Okay. And who are the humans who are actually calling you to the bad too. So basically, we got to follow the Prophet And the thing is, some things that Allah says in the Quran is the believing men and the believing women, they should lower their gaze. Absolutely. Lower their gaze from the woman. We live in a time, especially in this country, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In a time, in a country, literally of women everywhere. Not wearing not wearing much clothes, especially we're in the summertime right now. Yeah, so yeah. they're yeah, wearing they're, even less clothes, right? Yeah, they're let's be honest, they're majority of them are half naked. So literally, yeah. And it's you know, you're supposed to lower your gaze. I mean, as as a Muslim, you are. But I feel like uh, again, I'm not like I'm not speaking on my behalf or anyone's behalf, but I feel like the thing here that really is makes it tough is we live in a westernized society where people they draw a line of what's haram, what's not. And I guess the best example I can give you is like, pork 
Astaghfirullah, bro. I'm Muslim. Yeah. I can't eat that. But smoking a joint, oh, it's all good, bro. You know, drink it. It's all good, bro. It's all good. But like, again, I think, like not to interrupt you or anything, the thing that like I wanted, like drawing the line, I don't know, man. What was that sheikh that was uh, here not too long ago? I don't know. Abu Taymiyyah. Abu Taymiyyah. I had a conversation with him at the other mosque, the one who was low key. And I was, I was mentioning a video, uh, a TikTok I seen of him. And basically he, he was saying, yeah, go clubbing. Go, go. You want to go with your, your homies? Go drink. Go, go do whatever you want. Just don't forget your prayers. Why? And then, because I know like there's some people who like, they'd be like, oh bro, I, I drank uh, yesterday. I have to wait 40 days for, I, I'm pretty sure you've heard of that saying. Yeah, yeah. I have to wait 40 days until, you know, the cleanse or until my body's cleansed. And, I, you know, I'll be honest. Like, I don't drink, but I'll be honest. Like, I, I, I used to think that was a true thing until I realized that's a shaitan playing with you. Again, I could be wrong, I could be right, but it was just my opinion. And then back to the Shaykh Abu Taymiyan, he was telling me, he's like, what does praying do? If you do all these things, smoking, I'm, I'm, again, like there's so much other, like you stealing, you know, zina, like there's so much other things, but I'm just kind of narrowing it down to drinking, smoking. If you do these, these things and you know, at the end of the day, you still pray, what does you pray and do? Like it, it takes the filth away, it takes the guilt away. And I think like for me, especially from like how I am today to how I was last year, two years ago, I've realized like, no, I have no excuses. You know, why am I like, okay, I smoke shisha. I still pray, you know, I have some, I have friends that, you know, they smoke weed. I have friends that smoke, that drink, you know, and as a Muslim, I'm obligated to remind them, hey, yeah, do whatever you want. I'm, I'm not your dad, I'm not your mom. Just don't forget your prayers, that's it. And some people, they love to hear that. Other people, they don't want to hear it. Because as you, as you stated, like the jinn, you know, and the jinn, I think the biggest lie uh, ever created was believing that the devil doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And you know, like if someone tells you the devil doesn't exist, I don't have to say what I'm about to say. Yeah, you already know. For sure, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I just wanted to mention that. Go ahead. Back to what you're saying, bro. Yeah, for sure, man. To, basically, to add on to your point, like with regards to the prayer, imagine somebody drinks alcohol in the morning and then at night they go to Isha prayer in the masjid. Let's just say. Yeah. Imagine Allah forgives them of all their sins just from the one sajjah that they do. Mm -hmm. And then the next day he goes to a club, let's just say. Yeah. And then these are all hypothetical, by the hypothetical, way. You know? yeah. We're just giving you guys scenarios. For sure, yeah. yeah. Hypothetical. Imagine somebody goes to the club on a Thursday night, and then Friday he wakes up, he goes to drama. Uh, ladies, uh, Thursday night is ladies' night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So imagine he wakes up Friday morning like drunk, hangover, whatever, and then a few hours later. He's in the first saf Jum'ah, imagine. Yeah. So that's the thing, bro. First saf is first row. First row, yeah, yeah. basically, yeah. So the thing is, man, like, Allah always gives you the possibility to basically have Come all back. your sins forgiven. Yeah. Five prayers a day. Another thing, bro, if somebody holds on to their prayers, man, Wallahi Adeem, if they hold on to their prayers, they will notice these things that are hard for them will become easy. For example, somebody wants to give up smoking, like let's just say cigarettes or something, or yeah. something they're addicted to that yeah. they don't like. Yeah, yeah. Imagine he continues with his prayers and he's like, I'm gonna try my best to stop smoking this. 
and he continues and stays strong with his prayers, Wallah, Allah will make everything easy for him. I think, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, just to add on to that, very true. Like, Discipline, that's all I want to Subhanallah, the Salah, as Abu Taymiyyah said, he tells you, if, like, if you can't stop yourself from clubbing, from drinking, from whatever sins you don't, go and do it, but don't forget your prayers. What he's really trying to say is, your prayer eventually will stop you from all those sins, major sins, will yeah, become nothing for him but yeah. it will uh, the prayer will take it away you will still have minor sins but the major sins will wash away and slowly the minor sins will also you know cut, cut down to a very minimum subhanallah the prayer it makes it easy to quit those because you within yourself we we, we kind of fall into two categories today the person who goes, as Bilal mentioned, he goes to the masjid and then he goes uh, and drinks. And then he goes the next morning to uh, Salat Jum'ah, then he goes to club. Yeah, he goes clubbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that person, some people, the shaitan convinces them that, what are you doing? You're being a hypocrite. You're being, ah, you know, yeah, you're, yeah. You, 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 you're fooling these Muslims. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're making yourself look pious, but right. you, uh, you're actually a, a, a drunk, you know, yeah. retard. Yeah, that's the shaitan playing mind games, bro. Exactly. So a lot of those people that start to think like that, shaitan convinces them to leave them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, well, like I'm already doing haram. Like, I'm, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to, I don't want to be laughed upon. I don't want to, you know, and as you exactly. stated. Exactly. And these... Allah, yani, may Allah make it easy for these people because what's also making it hard for them is the people today. The people... When you say the people, like the people you surround yourself with, or what exactly? People in general, people you surround yourself with, and the community at large. The community, you, the people may not necessarily know you or be your friends, but if they see you on the street with a girl, right, and then they see you in the masjid, and they look at that. They quick to judge, yeah. Like, hmm, that, like two plus judge. two isn't like the, like two yeah. plus two is four, but they're gonna be like two plus two is five for him. Funny thing, let me mention something yeah. to you. you perfect example. Uh, obviously, uh, you guys know I'm the Don. I I'm 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 a businessman. So I was uh, I had a <laughs> uh, the auto, uh, video guy who was doing a video for me, and I met the girls he did the video with, and uh, I was uh, I was just paying them, you know. Like I, I was not even associated with them. I gave my video guy all the products, everything. Anyways, long story short, I met these girls. I was paying them. As I was paying them, who did I see? I seen someone that I usually see at the mosque, an older uncle, right? He said, hi, this. I didn't think nothing of it, you know? What's so funny is this was like 12.31. So what's coming up? Duhr. Where am I going? To the mosque. Who do I see? Him. He's looking at me with a smirk. You know, he's like, ah, you know, like, and I'm like, well, first off, you don't know why I was with this person or whatever, but like, mm. why you, why you, why you to judge me? Am I out here kissing this girl? Am I out here? No, I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm a businessman. That's, that's one thing. And uh, I know a lot of people judge me based on my business, but no one knows who really, who, who I truly am. That's very unfortunate. No? And, and subhanAllah, today... But a lot of people who judge others, yani, they kind of push them into leaving Islam. Because yeah. what is the easiest to leave? The prayer, right? It's, uh, the sins are hard to leave for a lot of us. So it's it's so easy to leave the prayer. That's the first thing that you know they throw out the window and they continue wow. with their sins. So when, um, let's, let's say a, a, a girl, she prays, 
her salah. And then she walks in the streets without hijab. The Muslims, unfortunately, today, the community is, when I say the Muslims, the community, a lot of them are quick to judge and they say, how, um, you think your salah is accepted? Your salah is not accepted, ma. Go, go wear your hijab if you want your salah accepted. And that's absolutely not true. Yep. She is sinful. She is sinful here, here. for walking the streets without her hijab. Yeah. But that's not me and her prayers no, are no. not accepted. Let's I, make dua for the sister. Exactly. Instead of pushing her away. Here, right? here's, here's one thing, uh, let me like add to that, Hamid. Yeah. Uh, I think one thing that makes people, you know, uh, not makes people, but something that's difficult for people is like, yo, like they've been praying, but they they don't know if they're praying right. Meaning like, you know, when they're in sujood or like when they're in certain postures, they don't know if they're saying the right things. I'll expose myself, you know, me. When I first like got into praying, when I say praying, I'm talking like five times a day. Like I'm not, I used to go to Jum'ah prayer when I was younger, that was it, you know, I was, I won't, I won't front you guys. I was, I was with bad people. Bad, I was influenced by bad people. Obviously, you grow up, you get older, you realize, you become wise. But as I pray, you know, I started like, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm doing this wrong. I'm doing this wrong. And then you know, like it goes in your head, like that means like, what if my prayers don't count? And then again, that's where the shaitan is in your head. It's exactly. like, oh, if they don't count, why am I praying? And then a wise, a wise uh, brother in this mosque, I remember I told him that I was, uh, what, what is it called when you're in like the second uh, rak'ah and you're doing this? The, yeah, and I was trying to like, I, I was, I was like, yeah, I, I think I'm doing it wrong. And he sh- taught me how to do it, whatever, and I learned what I could. And he's, and then he told me, he's like, brother, at the end of the day, as long as your intentions are pure, Allah knows. He's like that. He's like, he's like, as long as your intentions are pure, Allah knows. He's like, but you're at the end of the day, you're still going out of your way, even though you have to. Like that's like at the, you owe that. You owe those five times a day, every day. Like th- those are obligated. Everything else is bonus, but those five times a day you owe. And if and if you you're going out of your way, and you're praying those things, uh, praying those prayers. My apologies. And uh, you know. You're, you know, you, you got some, like, you know, your your prayer is not perfected. And, you know, for some people, because it's not perfected, it, you know, they're like, I don't know, like, like, oh man, like, I've been praying wrong this whole time. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. you know, and then you have people who are like, again, like I said, that brother at the mosque, as long as your intentions are pure, Allah knows. And... There's not a lot of things I take in my head, but that one I took in my head because it's like, for the longest time, I was like, wow, like, did I really like pray for like a year or two years straight? Wrong, you know? Like, even though I, I f- feel it in my heart that like, I feel better, feel feel like a better Muslim, I feel like a better person and stuff, but then, you know, this little thing and then kind of like slightly pushes you on edge, like, oh my goodness, so like, I'm not doing it right. What am I doing? You know? Yeah, I got you. Right? Subhanallah, it's, <clears throat> it's the games of shaitan. As you say, it's, it, does, it does not mean if, if, you, if your prayer is not perfect, all our prayers are not perfect, of course. No. Yani we, um, we make mistakes. But that does not mean your prayer is not accepted. It just means your, your reward, Wallahu A'lam, Allah knows best, your reward could probably be lesser than the reward of a complete prayer. Right? Correct. And 
if those prayers, for example, you're praying them behind somebody, somebody is leading you in prayer, then you know much of the responsibility is on the imam, the leader, yeah, the leader of the prayer. Much yeah. of the responsibility is on the the responsibility on you is to read the Fatiha and follow the Imam. Correct. Whereas if you're praying on your own, no, then it's on you, right? So that's but, why, uh, <laughs> not to interrupt you, that's why I go to the mosque at least once a day, bro. To pray at least one Jama'ah prayer a day, you know? Yeah, exactly. At least one. Prefer, preferably Fajr, Maghrib, or Asha, mm-hmm. just because it's out loud, but preferably one. Let us mention the reward in the masjid is also much, much greater. 40 times, right? 27. Yeah, 25 or 25 or 27 times. Yeah, there's two hadith. One says 25, one says 27 times. So it's at least, let's say, you know, 25. That's the minimum. Is there a hadith that, again, I could be like bluffing, that says if you go to the mosque for 40 days in a row, Mm -hmm. that you you get rewarded 40, like you get rewarded for some sort? Yeah, so what I heard is, I'm not sure if it's exactly what it is that I heard, but basically one sheikh, he once told me, if you make it to every, if every, for 40 days straight, you make it to every one of the five prayers and you make it there before the Iqamah, basically around the time before the Iqamah, for 40 days straight. All five prayers? All five prayers, oh, okay. that's what I heard, oh, yeah. Oh. Then you're basically saved from, you're saved from being a hypocrite. Yeah. And I think you're saved from the fire. One of those two, fire. definitely the hypocrite. I'm not sure about the fire one, but yeah. it's definitely you're, be, you're safe from being a hypocrite. Oh. So subhanAllah, bro, to add on to the prayers in Jama'ah, man, the Prophet Sallallahu said, if you basically knew the reward of coming to Fajr and Isha prayer, you would come crawling. No, crawling. I've, I've heard that. No. Imagine, imagine, let's just say, one person tells you, one person tells you, every prayer you come to, I'm going to give you $5,000 cash. How packed That's, would the message be? Oh, bro, people would be praying outside. Exactly. Well, let's it be would real. Be more packed than Eid. Yeah. Exactly. It, Wallahi, bro. You, Wallahi, you I'm telling you, the people would be praying in the parking lot, the jama'ah, the cars. People will be carefully, people will be parking past to more, people will be parking far away, yeah, regardless. Yeah. So the thing is, we can't visualize the rewards we're getting, but wallahi azim bro, there will be a day. There will be a day where our scales are there, the, the heavy scale, the light scale, whatever. The scale yeah. of good deeds, the scale of bad deeds. Yeah. And those prayers we're praying in Jama'ah, man, we're going to see the reward there, bro. Because wallahi bro, if the Prophet wasallam says, you will come crawling. First of all, he's he never lies. Okay? Mm-hmm. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, has ne- he doesn't lie in a speech. Yeah. So what he's saying is true. Even even the kuffar, the, the people who are his enemies, they, they said that he was the sadiq al-ameen, the, the trustworthy and the, basically the trustworthy, right? Correct. So the thing is, bro, if he's telling us to crawl, yeah. you'd be crawling if you knew the rewards, exactly. then wallah, there must be something special in those prayers. Uh, absolutely, bro. I agree. Uh, and that's, we were talking, that's Aisha and Fajr. That's Aisha and Fajr, yeah. So... Definitely. So why not Dahar and why not Maghrib and why not Asr? Well, I'm not sure exactly, but that's what the Prophet said. Is it because, again, I'm just speaking, is it because Fajr is the, the first prayer of the day and Ash is the last prayer of the day? Is that, you know? Allahu I think it could be of like the difficulty of attending those prayers. Because like, those are the hardest prayers to attend, let's be honest. Like Arsha is in the, the end of the day, like, you know, yeah. like people, they want to go to sleep, they're exactly. tired. Exactly. Especially during the summer. I feel like it is a it's it's a lot more difficult for people to pray, mm-hmm. Aisha, especially for people who like let's say they work a like a early job, mm-hmm. and again I could be wrong, but I uh, I was I heard that like I had a friend of mine who they would uh, go to sleep like nine ten and before they sleep Aisha would be like eleven eleven thirty mm-hmm. they'd pray Aisha before because yo like I can't stay up I have to be up by six mm-hmm. you know and 
again, like, and I think because where we live, it's very hard. Because I, I think, like, in the Middle East or in a third world country, the sun doesn't set that late. Yeah, yeah. In Somalia, I think Irsha prayer is like 7 o'clock or 7 p.m. or something like even that. On a, even, a, even in summer? The entire year, I heard it's 7 p.m. Okay, and that's... Fajr is at like 5 a.m. or something, 5 no. or 6 a.m. or something like that. So, and bro, and you see how, you've seen Fajr prayers, bro, in the masjid, they are... It's a vibe. Empty, man. Yeah, oh yeah. It's oh, a vibe, man. but it's empty, bro. Let's, let's be honest. difficult to attend oh, Okay, we're, we're talking about emptiness. Mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with, uh, with a friend, a deep conversation. You know, she was, she was basically telling me, like, you know, I love how you go to the masjid all the time. I'm like, yeah, I love it. But you know, like, if I'm being real with you, I love when there's people there. Mm-hmm. See what do you mean? I'm like, I'm like, like Ramadan, people, like, there's levels of what you like in Ramadan, right? And these levels all happen with age. First, it's it's the, the gatherings, you know, like, oh, I get to spend time with my family, break my fast. Then it's the fasts. Some people don't even like the fasts, right? Then it's the deeds, you know, the patience, you know, your, your patience is being practiced, you know, like, but th- there's one thing that forever I will love the most is the masjid, tarawih prayer, the, just the vibes of the mosque during Ramadan, is like you c- cannot be compared top to quality cannot be compared to anything for sure yeah. and you know like she was i was telling like her i was like yeah like this is like this is what i'd like to see i'm like i'm like eat prayer i love obviously eat prayer it's like you know it's not even ob- uh, eat prayer is not oblig- obligate obligated mm-hmm. but like it's but i love seeing it, it full like that away prayer i love like it's a late night prayer you know like there's people out here that are literally doing who knows what and you're here in the mosque with all your brothers, your sisters, and you're all like, you know, yeah, you're praying tarawih, which again is, tarawih prayer is not obligated prayer. It's all bonus. Yeah. And you know, I feel like some young Muslims think it's obligated. Mm-hmm. Let them think that, because that's good. But bro, it's bonus and it's not that it's bonus. It's like, like when you have the 10 odd nights and you go like, you go like, uh, like okay, you finish Tarawih, and then you have a little gap, and then you continue the Qiyam night. Subhanallah, Qiyam, yeah. Yeah, and then it goes all the way till Fajr. Everyone's chilling. It's a vibe, That's bro. That's crazy, man. You know? you know, Wallah, to add on to that, man, Subhanallah, um, on the 20th, I think it was either the 25th or the 27th night. Like of last year? Uh, yeah, the, the Ramadan that you just know, a few months ago. You know the 27th night was my birthday? You serious? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> MashaAllah. Yeah, Congratulations, man. You made some special dua on your birthday. I That's did. amazing, man. Yeah. MashaAllah. Long stuff. life, bro. Long yeah. life. I mean, I mean. But yeah, man, on the 27th night, I remember it was like 3 a.m. Yeah. It was 3 a.m. I looked around. There was at least 10 lines in the masjid. Oh, yeah. Ekrem Juma is a really long masjid for context. There was 10 lines there, man. By the way, that's where we are. AJJ. AJ, yeah, yeah. It's so, yeah, man. Subhanallah, it was packed. And then that same that same night, the Fajr prayer packed to the room. Like, yeah. There was like probably like 15 lines for Fajr. I remember yeah. I took a photo of that. Yeah, it's yeah. a special moment. Man. Oh, yeah. Wallah, subhanallah. So you see people are coming to the masjid on a weekday. By the way, the 27th night, I'm pretty sure it was a weekday, no? I'm pretty sure it was like Monday or something nah. like that. It was a Monday, yeah. yeah. I remember it was something it was like Monday. that. So if people can come on a weekday and make it pack like that at 2 a.m., wallah, we can at least attend one prayer in Jamara a week in the masjid. Yeah, absolutely. Once a week, and then that once a week, we can turn it into three times a week. Three times a week, we can turn it into once a day. Yeah. Wallah, to add on to that consistency type thing, my friend called me, bro. My friend called me that I haven't spoke to in a little bit of time. 
And this guy was Christian before. He was like a Christian, just like a young kid, you know, whatever. He calls me, he's like, Bilal, I looked into the religion and, you know, I took my shahada three weeks ago. Mashallah. My close friend, bro. Yeah. Wallahi, Allah. my close friend, bro. I was bro. so happy. That is Wallah, alhamdulillah. Oh, wallahi, I was so happy, man. I was so happy. Anyways, I told him, I was like, yeah, so how's everything? How's life? Whatever. And then he was like, everything's good. Um, I was, he told me, he was like, I was super consistent with five daily prayers for a week straight, but then I burnt out. Okay. And then I was like, yo, what happened? And he's like, yeah, I burnt out. I was like, listen, man, you're new to Islam. Like, make the intention to pray five days a week. But the thing is, take the baby steps because you're, you're new to the deen. Pray. Exactly. Exactly, bro. Um, I was reading a surah to the sheikh. Like I was trying to memorize, and I was reading to surah. Uh, I was reading a surah to the sheikh, and one of the ayahs was basically talking about don't um, don't pray when you're drunk. So intoxicated. Intoxicated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the alcohol came down in stages. It came down. The first stage was like it's better not do it or something. And the second stage was like don't pray. And the third was counseled altogether. So subhanallah, man. Like you should take the steps needed in order to be successful. Like put it in your mind. If somebody wants to come to the masjid once a day, let's just say for every Isha or every Fajr, try and make the goal be like, okay, that's my goal for the future. But for right now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to come once a week. Yeah. So then you choose, let's just say Thursday or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Thursday, I'm going to come for Isha, let's just say yeah. the day before Friday. I'm going to come for every Isha Thursday. And then you see it gets easy. You're like, you know what? I'll add another, I'll add a Monday, let's just say. Yeah. So then Monday, Thursday, this guy's coming in. Or this girl is coming in, or whatever. They're trying their best, you know. And what I, I mean? think the most like uh, beautiful thing mm -hmm. is there's masjids everywhere. For sure, you yeah. know, like, thing, yeah. like uh, Yusuf A B G A B C. You know, he was in one of our last episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's sending me a message. I don't see you at the masjid. I'm like, bro, I'm working in downtown. I'm like, there's two masjids in downtown. Right. I'm not gonna drive 20, 30 minutes to go to Akram just to just. Just to see you, you know, I'll, I, like if you don't see me, just know I'm still there. Whether it doesn't matter where, because like again, I like bro, I, I travel for work, mm -hmm. so I I do like going to the mosque for me is is mandatory, at least once a day. Doesn't matter what time of the day, even if I'm going for let's say Maghrib and I miss the the Jama'a prayer, doesn't I mean it does matter, but like as long as I'm there at least once a day, and honestly. Like you said, like it started once a week, twice a week, and then once a day. And sometimes it's even twice a day, depending on how the schedule is and depending where I am. Because I always, it's, it's amazing now how I look at it. Cause like, I would have not thought of this when I was younger, but like I, I schedule my work around my prayers. You know, I'm like, okay. Like for like today earlier, I'm like, okay, I, I had an appointment at 1230. And then I had to grab some things for my mom, right? And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. And then I'm like, I'm like, if I can finish just before 1:45, I can make it to the mosque. Oh, mashallah. Right? Boom. And what? And I'm not a time management person, but with the prayers, it's like, yo, I want to get this done before this. I want to get this done before this prayer. I want to get this. Like, I want to have like you like it. And it's amazing because you don't think of these things, like in the early stages of praying. I guess you could say, but mm -hmm. like you know. Like when I link up my, like my, the boys that you always see, every, anytime they want to link up, I'm like, yo, I'll link you guys up uh, for, for Maghreb. MashaAllah, yeah. We link up for Maghreb, we pray, we go for ice cream or whatever, which is like, what, an hour, hour and a half gap before <laughs> Isha. We're, we're, like, we're carpooling, where are our cars? Masjid, in the Masjid. Masjid. So we come back, we pray Isha, 
Mashallah. And we leave. And then you everybody know, goes home. That, yeah, bro. That saves a Muslim from procrastination. If you think about it deeply, that saves Absol- a Muslim from Absol- procrastination. Because let's just say, Urshah is at 11 o'clock. And you have X, Y, and Z to do. Yeah. And it's like 6 p.m. You're going to be like, I'm getting everything done before 10.30. So I can get some time to change and then come to the masjid. Yeah. Wallah, it saves, that's, that's what saves a Muslim from procrastination is coming to the masjid, man. Another thing I is, have a funny example. Yeah, what's the example? <laughs> so uh, a couple days ago, I don't even remember which day, the days are flying, bro. But a couple days yeah. ago, woke up for Fajr. I prayed Fajr. And I've been wanting to deep clean my room for months. When I say deep clean, bro, like I'm not talking like like deep clean, like everything that in my room, clean. Even if like it doesn't need to be cleaned, everything. So I prayed Fajr, tried to go back to sleep, you know, I'm like, ah, I'm not gonna go to sleep. And then I'm like, you know what? I got nothing to do until like two, three o'clock. What did I do? I cleaned, and bro, when I clean, like, I'm not like a, I'm not Mr. Clean. I'm not like, I'm not quick with it, you know? Like I'll clean for an hour, take a break, this is that. But anyways, I cleaned my room. I threw out, I had a, two, two, two garbage bags, one full of garbage, one full of clothes. By the time I finished, it was 1.30. I had a shower and I prayed at home because I had to I had to meet someone, but I prayed at home, but like it, it just worked out because I was like, because I was looking at the time, I'm like, okay, like, as long as I finish before one, but obviously it was, it was before two, mm-hmm. but bro, when you're cleaning and stuff, you know, as in like me, I'm a hairy man, you know, I sweat, bro. So I'm like, you know, I have to still do wudu and stuff. And when you're home, sometimes, you know, my wudu is in the shower. Mm-hmm. So just, that's, how I worked at my like, okay, Fajr. I mean, that's a fat gap, mm-hmm. really fat gap. Yeah. Like, like if, if you're not productive in that gap, yeah, you know, it's it's a little questionable. Right? But like, you know, I, and that's how I like I could have did it like from Dhuhr to Asr, mm-hmm. but bro, that's like afternoon. Like I'm like it's the morning. I couldn't sleep. Let me grind it out. You know? For sure. Yeah, Allah, it uh, it's very important as you're saying that we keep ourselves busy. When we're not busy, that's when shaitan gets us the most. When we're alone, that's when shaitan gets us the most. So the, if we can Facts. keep ourselves uh, busy, if we, because it, it does not, like we're Muslims and we believe that, you know, time, time is money, right? Time, if, time is not money, bro. Time is precious. Time is precious. Yes. You know, very they precious. say time is money, meaning it's very I precious. know, I know, I know. Yeah, so time, we have to use up our time. We're going to be asked about the time on the day of judgment. Yeah, there's like, oh, what did you do? You scrolled on TikTok that one day for five hours? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yo. There's five things that you're you going to be asked You missed Maghrib and Asha. What was your excuse? Yeah, bro. Yeah, it's it's like there's five things you're going to, we're all going to be asked about on the day of judgment. And what one are these five things? Time, one of, so it goes as your prayers. Yeah. Firstly. Secondly. Or I, I don't think they're in this. I don't think they're in any order, but yeah. But your time and how you spent it. Your money, how you made it, yeah, and how you spent it. Your yeah, this Akhla. is this this is the hadith on take advantage of the five before the five. Yeah. So one of them is your free time before you get busy. One of them is your wealth before you become like you before, before poverty. Yeah. And then one of them is your health before you basically lose your health. And then there's two more. I can't remember them exactly, but Subhanallah, bro. I think one of the um, I think one of the Sahaba or the Prophet sallallahu I can't remember exactly, but. One of them said, basically, the akhirah, like the, the hereafter, is a crown. And then this worldly life is something in your hands. Anytime the crown on your head tilts, you drop whatever's in your hands. Meaning this worldly life, you drop whatever's in your yeah. hands, you fix your crown. Mm-hmm. And then you pick it back up. 
And another thing is, this, wow. one, this one is a hadith, subhanAllah, this one is a hadith saying, the person who chases this world, this world will run away from him and the afterlife will run away from him. Yeah, but I've heard that, yeah. the person who chases the afterlife, the afterlife will chase him and this world will chase him. SubhanAllah, you look at all these, Allah. you look at all these like sheikhs and stuff like that. They seem like, <clears throat> they seem content and like successful and whatever. Like you can see like there's somebody that you look up to. In yeah, team, oh, right? absolutely. So the thing is, we should try our best to chase the akhirah. Yeah. Wallah, chase what Allah says and what the Prophet says. If we chase yeah. this, we will see literally this world will come beneath our feet, like in our face. I know uh, like this is definitely out of, yeah. I know this is definitely out of uh, subject, but uh, someone told me this. It could be, I could, again, like a, just from a year, told me, he's like, uh, he's like, the day Palestine is free is when the, is when the world ends, like is when judgment day is here. SubhanAllah. And, you know, when he said that, I'm like, I'm like, what? And then I, I don't know if it's it's a hadith or something in the Quran. I'm not too sure. No, no, no. no. I, I mean, there's nothing. We, we know that there's certain, there's 10 signs, uh, 10 major signs for the day of judgment. And we're not going to mention the main one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, Palestine being free, Palestine will be free. <clears throat> the, there will come a, like the, a Muslim army that will free Palestine, but it won't be... Um, you know the end of the the end of the, the world. Ju judgment day. Yeah, mm. um, and let, let us mention some context to how Palestine will be free. Um, the Muslims will fight the Jews or whoever is occupying Palestine yeah, at yeah, that yeah. time. And the the imagine, bro, imagine this. <clears throat> to some people, this is probably unbelievable. But if the Prophet told us, we believe. Khalas. Yeah. The <clears throat> the tree will call out, Oh Muslim, come, there's a Jew behind me, come and fight him. There's the, a what? The tree oh, will oh. call out, Oh Muslim, there's a Jew behind me, mm -hmm. yeah. come and fight him. The, yeah. the rocks will call out, Oh Muslim, there's a Jew behind me, come and fight him. Mm -hmm. So, the, can you imagine? The trees and the rocks will obey Allah and help us in fighting whoever is occupying Palestine at that time for Palestine to be free and to be under the Muslims rule again. Like SubhanAllah, <clears throat> there's a lot of miracles that have happened in the past and there's more that will happen in the future. Mm -hmm. Of course. <clears throat> and if we have to believe that whatever the Prophet came with is true. I think, yeah. Whatever, whatever Islam, whatever is in the Quran or in the Hadith is true. It may not make sense to us at first. Definitely, there's a lot that. Oh, yeah, a lot, man. I mean, does not necessarily make learning sense something to us. new every day. Our minds are very, very limited compared to what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has made, you know, in this entire world. Subhanallah. Everything is made to a certain degree and a certain limit and a certain measurement in this life, right? Subhanallah. So it's it's. Uh, not everything makes sense. We're not intelligent. We're, we're, we're not, you know, we're not scientists. We're not, we're, our brains are limited. Yeah, no matter how, no matter how much, and no matter how smart we could be. Mm -hmm. So we must believe, we mm -hmm. must believe ultimately that Allah is the truth. And Prophet Muhammad came with nothing but the truth. For yeah. sure. And let us, you know, that does not, a lot, uh, one misconception I'll mention quickly is that people believe, I've been seeing this lately on social media, people, you know, ask these questions that 
I'm afraid to become a righteous Muslim because that's gonna take my away from my time and day and you know that's gonna stop me from being successful that I, I can't pray at work because of my boss I don't want to upset him you know I got in trouble for praying at work in the stampede and that really upset me subhanallah, yeah. subhanallah these yeah. you know we gotta we, part of me kind of says we gotta excuse these people exactly because 100%. they don't sabr patience man patience man you know, patience, patience tell me if I didn't have important. patience bro I would have been giving people two pieces left right and center <laughs> yeah so it's, they don't know what Islam you know is and what it's all about we gotta show them through our patience and through our good manners yeah sure. exactly so a wise man on TikTok said bro smile it's sunnah and like I know you guys know what I'm talking about he was he was one of the co-hosts of the Halal Rip Fest. Okay. Tally, I think Tally or something. Okay. He's like a famous like uh, TikToker, a Muslim TikToker. But at the end of all his TikToks, he says, "Smile, it's Sunnah." Subhanallah. It so, is. Subhanallah. I mean, Subhanallah. No matter how, no, no matter how much you go far away from Allah, you can always, always come, come back. back. You can come as long as you're alive come back to Allah you step by step bit by bit it does not have to be as you know you mentioned your friend within a week he overburnt himself I hope he's not you know mm-hmm. far, far away from Islam now yeah, I mean, but to any revert that may be uh, listening to this take it bit by bit take it low you know one step at a time it, yeah exactly you don't have to go yeah you don't have to go live. full gear yeah it's, you know? it's, it's not Go on your own pace, bro. Go on your own pace. Literally. Learn the Quran, you know, one ayah, one surah at a time, whatever you could do. Learn bit by bit. And eventually, what's important is consistency. Because... And it's not just with the Quran, like being, like being a Muslim. Like even work, like even exactly. health, like your fitness. Like let, like, let me like be, give you a realistic like example. You think if you go to the gym one day, you're going to just lose weight? No. No, you think if you become a Muslim one day or you pray five times in one day, five times in a day, you're like, oh, wow. You're not going to get results over overnight, you know? Exactly. I heard, exactly. Uh, I heard this story of basically like a big rock and there was like, they're basically giving an analogy of consistency. So there's this big rock and one in one scenario, water is being dropped on the rock, a little droplet once every like, 10 minutes or something like that. And you will notice in probably, let's just say 100 to 200 years, due to that little drop, dropping every 10 minutes, drop, drop every 10 minutes, the rock will break in half. But there's another example, let's just say, that same rock every 100 years or every 10 years or something like that, a huge splash of water comes on it. The huge splash of water comes on it, the rock dries up. Another 10 or 100, whatever years, another big splash of water comes on that rock, wow. dries up. Another one comes up. The rock is not going to break. No matter if you drop that water on it for a million years, that rock is still not going to break because the, the, the rock will dry up. That's the thing. So if we stay consistent with those droplets like that, Wallah will reach our goals. If somebody wants to memorize the Quran and they're like, okay, I'm going to memorize one ayah every, like, let's just say day or something like that. Or I'll memorize one page every month. That person will notice in 600 months or whatever, however many months it'll take, that person will memorize the Quran. And even he has the intention of memorizing the Quran, Allah will reward him as being a hafiz, even if he dies before that point. So the thing is, this can apply to anything in our life. That little small consistency, wallahi, it, it can apply to anything in our life. So yeah, well, it's crazy. It is, it is, wallahi. That's a perfect analogy that 
where Islam is lifestyle. A lot of people think, you know, this is uh, this is hard. I can't I can't keep up with this. I have to I can't keep up with five prayers. I can't keep up with having to say sorry to women that want to shake my hand every day. I can't keep. You oh know, wow, yeah, that's yeah. Islam is a way of life. Islam is the best I mean, it's, way of life. For it's all it's human it's beings. one of the only religions that is that hasn't changed. Let's be honest. Never changed. It's never been, changed. It's yes, never changed. Exactly. It's strict. Not, not that it's strict. I mean, it is strict. Not that it's strict, but it's always been straight. Like no beating by the bush. Everything you need to know is literally in the in, in the book of life. That it's literally sure. the book of life, the holy exactly, book. You know bro, exactly. And uh, Islam did not come to take uh, you know to make our lives harder. No. Islam did not come to kind of suppress our ability to succeed and to get to where we want to be Sah. Islam is helping us get there in the best way fashion and not only helping us succeed in this life but the akhirah the most important and akhirah is the afterlife is it is when we have all passed away and we either go to heaven or hell may Allah save us all from hell Ameen. we Ameen. all want heaven yeah. that is our only was, goal you cannot go to hell because it's not fun in there it's yeah like, exactly it's <laughs> all end up in hell and this is the way there the only way there Allah the only way there so you know Islam is the way of life take it one bit at a time do not overburden yourself you know we should not overburden ourselves if I cannot pray if I cannot pray you know right now I still must pray so let me try to pray a little later but I still must yeah, pray yeah. and eventually if I That's keep true. crying mm-hmm. if well, I keep crying and, and I make dua for myself I'll be praying my five prayers on time. MashaAllah, bro, you've brought a very, very good example. Uh, you know, like, you know, let's say you miss a prayer. Uh, let's make it simple. You miss Aisha. It's yeah. the last prayer. You miss it. You know, it's, what, slept early. Yeah, you, you, know? you slept early, or maybe you're working, or you're out, whatever. Anyways, it's uh, it's not one thirty-two a.m. Pray, pray it. Exactly, bro. You know, exactly. The, oh, I missed it. No, pray it. Missing it does not take it away. You exactly. Still must pray. Trust me. Otherwise, it's a major sin. There you go. I heard with the Fajr prayer, like that's like pretty common for people to like like sleep through. It's it's a pretty oh that's the, that's prayer. the let's be honest that's the hardest prayer to pray. It's hard, yeah, man. Because it's early. Unless you're an early bird. Yeah. So the thing with the Fajr yeah. prayer is like, I'm saying or this. Or a night like, owl. I'm saying or a night owl. Yeah. I'm mm. saying this to remind myself firstly and to remind everybody, but basically. If somebody sleeps through the Fajr prayer and they wake up at like 9 a.m. or 10 a.m., let's just say, that person is obligated to pray the prayer right when they wake up. Because if you sleep through after the they prayer, do, we do, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course, yeah. <laughs> no, you just don't get out of your. Yeah, you know what I mean? So that yeah, person, yeah. if he wakes up and he's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't wake up for Fajr today, I didn't wake up for Fajr earlier today, I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna pray. Well, like, that's the thing. So even if the person misses the prayer, they're still obligated to pray. Sah. One of one of you guys made a point. I forgot what it was, but about the consistency. One of my, my friend who like uh, reverted to Islam, yeah. he told me he's like, Bilal, how do you do it, man? Like, how do you guys like avoid all this like interest and how do you avoid all this like woman and zina and you know disgustingness like all all that around? And then I'm like, listen, bro, you're three weeks into Islam. Focus on one thing at a time Exactly And I'm saying Focus on the main thing of Islam Who is Allah Tawheed Oneness of God Focus on that Love Allah Watch videos on YouTube like Who is Allah Or or what Allah has given me Or something like that Wallah subhanAllah I told him this 
And he was like, yeah, you're right. The thing is, he's worrying about things that are like next level. I gave him an analogy of a soccer player. If somebody wants to become a soccer player and play on like Real Madrid or Barcelona, mm -hmm. that person, if he's not that good at soccer yet, he's, gonna he's not going to be able to like keep up with them. You know what I mean? It'll Absolutely. be difficult. Absolutely. So what that person should do is they should start with the basics. They should start with passing the ball, juggling, improving their, you know, cardio, cardio, everything. You know what I mean? And slowly, Health, slowly, yeah. then he'll be able to play with Real Madrid if he does choose to play with Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah. So basically, man, like with regards to Islam, it's a system. Exactly. The person should focus on, first of all, who is Allah. When you have that love of Allah, then everything will be easy. The five prayers will be easy. Leaving women will be easy. Leaving interest and all this like crazy stuff will Even be haram will be easy haram, eating exactly. halal will be easy exactly no. exactly Allah, so, yeah, the, I'm telling you, the line the line remember in the beginning of the ep i was, I was telling you mm. people draw a line mm. bro the line either goes further or closer mm -hmm. and it's all up to you at the end of the day you know sure. like again like we're talking haram halal this is that but yeah uh before we wrap things up continue bro yeah man so that's essentially the point i wanted to give wallah is it's the base. If you have a house, the or the bark of a tree, let's just say, the base and the root is the tawheed, the belief in God. The branches, the windows, the roof, the chimney, the whatever. That is, you know, avoiding all of this and avoiding the alcohol and avoiding this. The thing is, wallah, everything will be easy for you if you have a set base. That's all I want to say. MashaAllah. MashaAllah, hit it home, man. You hit it home. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's uh, uh, yeah. Like if you start um, one bit at a time, one one thing at a time, start praying one prayer, then two, then three, and you know, always. Here's the thing: we can with with action, your intention needs to be also in line with what you're trying to achieve. That's true. Yeah. Um, you want to achieve. You, you want to perfect your Islam. You want to perfect yourself as a Muslim. You want to, you know, get there. You want to become as close to Allah as possible. Have the right intention. Make dua. Ask Allah for perfection. Guidance. Ask, ask Allah for guidance. Ask Allah for patience. Guidance. Everything. Patience. Bro. Everything. Yeah, man. So, and you'll get there. It's Absolutely. not impossible. A lot of people <clears throat> doubt themselves when it comes to you know studying when it comes to getting a degree when it comes to finding a proper job unfortunately we we doubt ourselves way too much we doubt ourselves when it comes to memorizing the quran we doubt ourselves at everything and and you know mm -hmm. a lot of us say i'm, I'm never gonna get to where i want to be where i want to be I'm, I'm i'm only good at procrastinating because you are not you know setting a base setting a base as we just mentioned to, to wake up early and to pray your fajr prayer, then go, go to your business, go to whatever mm. you, you know, we gotta put in the effort, have the right intention, and you, you know, just do it, you know, mm. you'll eventually get just there. Just do it. Nothing, get, nothing will come to you just by sleeping in every morning. Sleeping Absolutely. in every morning is not gonna get, get you anywhere, right? So, and, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's very important, consistency. And again, one thing I think we should, you know, make very clear is Islam is a way of life and it does not suppress our ability from being successful. You can be successful. You can get to the, you can become president of this country. What's stopping you? I mean, you know, it's... Yeah, yeah, I mean, I know what you're... I know what you're as long as you have the, the proper morals. <laughs> <laughs> the liberals, unfortunately, are in control, right? Yeah. I don't know who supports and who does not support yeah. them here, but... 
if, if you want to make a change and you have the right intention, I mean, may Allah be with you. And if you want to be president, so be it, man. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's a saying, it's like, it's tie the camel and then trust in Allah. Yeah, one man. person, one person asked someone, I forgot, I forgot exactly what this is. I forgot if it was a hadith or not, but one person had a camel. Yeah. One person had a camel and he was like, should I tie my camel or should I just trust in Allah and leave the camel untied and go do whatever I have to do? The person told him, tie the camel and then trust in Allah. That's basically saying, put the effort in yeah. and then trust Allah. You can't just say, oh, Ya Allah, please. You don't just say uh, the message. Guide me to a, find me a righteous wife. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to just find a wife. You're not going to just do this or please get me a job or this and that. You Like you said, you know, the camel. The camel yeah. Which when you first said it, I was like, what is this guy saying? Yeah, and yeah. then when you mentioned it, when you... Broke it down, I'm like, yeah. come on. Exactly. Even Allah told Musa, hit the staff, hit the stick on the ground, and then the water will get split. Yeah. The water didn't just get split. He hit the ground. Yeah. Allah made him do at least something, whatever he could. Yeah. So the thing yeah. is, somebody comes at Asr time and they just lay down on, in the masjid and they're just like, oh, Ya Allah, I need a good job. And he's just laying down. Oh, no resume, yeah. no you know, effort. He's just sitting there. He's like, oh, I want to become a millionaire, let's just say. And he's just sitting there. No, you got to actually get up. Put the work in, man. Like you, you don't just sit there and ask, ask. Allah, right? Yeah. You ask give me, Allah. Give me, and never you gets. Put the in. Yeah. <laughs> give me, give me, never gets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yo, uh, wow. Uh, damn, time flew by quick. Yeah. I'll tell you that for sure. Well, uh, I gotta be honest with you guys. This was, uh, this was a lot better than I anticipated it to be. I knew it was gonna be good, but I didn't know it was gonna be this great. <laughs> and uh, I want to thank you, Hamid and Bilal, for being a part of the talks. You know. Inshallah, man, like, I, I, there might be a sequel here, you know, potentially, if you guys are down, but... Uh, Thanks for having us, man. No, man. thank you, guys. Um, I really have nothing else to say. Usually, like, I end things with saying smoke freely, but, you know, <laughs> it's not smoke freely today. It's uh, Dean over dunya. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Anyways, guys, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Take care. From the dawn, Bilal and Hamid. Take care.